Hey, everybody, it's the Lex G Podcast. I was just having a laugh. One of my wonderful Twitter friends who's considerably maybe 15 years younger than me, he was geeking out about the rep house scene or about Criterion forums and Criterion. And he goes, uh, wow, they're showing the Oxbow incident on the uh, Criterion channel. <laughs> As I get so much of this in my feed that is so I don't want to offend anyone in this podcast. I have a degree in film studies. I sort of know what I'm talking about a lot of the times. Sometimes there are gaps in my film education because of when I grew up being in the 80s, being the VHS generation, the video store rental generation, the blockbuster generation, the HBO generation. HBO was where I saw so many of these and, and local, just local television when I would watch things like Carnal Knowledge and Deliverance and... um one flew over the cuckoo's nest or dog day afternoon these would be on hbo or they'd be cut chopped to shit for time and dubbed and stuff on the eleven thirty movie on wtae and i would watch last detail when i was 11 or 12 i was so interested in the movies of the 70s and, and it was because the movies of the 70s these were my kind of my mom's movies so she would introduce them to me and they've basically starred all the guys who were still around at that time. Like they would always be Beatty or Hoffman or Nicholson or Pacino, De Niro, you know, the guy hack Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, they were all still major actors. So even though these movies were a little beyond me for sure, being a teenager, um, and maybe five, you know, around the time I, they were from around the time I was born. But I segued into this effortlessly because I loved Clint Eastwood or I loved Gene Hackman. I was like, oh, I can go back and watch Dirty Harry and a Two Mules for Sister Sarah and uh, Iger Sanction and go through the whole Clint filmography. Uh, Gene Hackman, I love the French Connection. I was such a dork. I would I would audio record the French Connection, like the swearing parts, and try to delight the kids in school. I was like, I brought in some swearing, and they were like, Wow, dude, uh, sort of that's sort of weird. But um, no, I love those movies, and that's what I gravitated to were the movies of the seventies, and then being Mr. HBO and Mr. Going to the movie theater, I kept up on all the new releases. I was plugged into it all. And this was my existence as far back as like 10, basically. I could still tell you like where Jaws 3D was playing in Maine and how I missed this show. And I was still mad about it. And what day Scarface opened and all this Christine. And, and I can go through the thing. The way my point was, I always liked movies that were pretty much parallel to when I was growing up or at least started the guys, you know, and then my mom would try like I still to this day, like I say, I have some gaps because watching old movies was not cool. It was when you were like 15 in 1988. I think one time I was like, I'm going to watch the Citizen Kane. Rex Reed was on somewhere and Rex Reed was arguing with someone about if Citizen Kane is the, the best movie ever made. And I was like, well, I'm going to see this for myself. I want to see if this is the greatest movie. And I watched it at 15 and I didn't have this moony, uh, glowing reverence for the lore of Orson Welles, who I mostly knew from the man who saw tomorrow and from commercials and stuff and being sort of a, a bon vivant or a, uh, uh, you know, a raconteur. It, I wasn't like stoked for it. I was like, I watched it like kind of with a chip on my, like, what's this old timey movie? This can't be better than Dog Day Afternoon. It's in black and white. This is old. It's in black and white. Um, and then I, when I saw, I was like, I, I think I saw Heaven's Gate pretty young, like maybe around 15, 16, because I was obsessed with Michael Cimino and Deer Hunter and Year of the Dragon was like my favorite movie at, around that time. And I was like, I got to see this Heaven's Gate, this famous bomb. And I rented it and I was like, how can Joseph Cotton still be alive? I couldn't even process that someone from 1941 could even still remotely be like 1941. You might as well have told me they were cavemen and it just seemed so old. There was a 
um, a point you didn't really cross. If you went back before the 70s for me, it was we'd rent Hitchcock movies because like Hitchcock, it was suspense and it was horror and it was, you know, it, it, it had a form and a shape that I understood, even though there were certain things about it. Uh, and there were actors that were before my time, a little bit like Jimmy Stewart or Cary Grant. I could, I, it, they were paced and they had set pieces in ways I understood, maybe because of Brian De Palma, but I just think I, or maybe because of Carpenter or somebody, but I think it was just that, I don't know, that was an, those are very accessible, I think, to a young person. And um, Clint Eastwood, obviously, because of Clint Eastwood, I would go watch the Spaghetti Westerns and those really held, those captured my imagination, like Fistful of Dollars and Good, the Bad and the Ugly. And because I like Charles Bronson, so I'd watch some of his older stuff and it would be okay if like Bronson or McQueen, because like I grew up, my dad would show me Bullet and we'd watch that all the time. And that's a few years before my time. But I, I was fine with like those guys, McQueen, Eastwood, Bronson, maybe like Yule Brenner, whoever would happen out in and out of those Westerns, Eli Wallach. Um, that wasn't a bridge too far, but like I was not watching like I don't think I I don't think I, sadly you can come and shoot me until I was like 40. I got a library card. I was like, I'm going to finally rectify these enormous, embarrassing, humiliating gaps in my life and go rent like old classics that I've heard of for years and years and years. I don't think until five years, 10 years ago, I could have picked a Spencer Tracy out of a hat. He just didn't happen to be in any of the things that I like. He wasn't in. He didn't duck out of some badass cop movie from 1965. And he wasn't in a James Bond or a or a Western that I watched. And I was like, oh, here he is. OK, because, you know, uh, Hepburn and Tracy and all this stuff you would hear about. I still don't even think I have Tyrone Power. I would be mystified to this day. Uh, Montgomery Cliff was one that my mom was always talking up. She's like, I'm Montgomery Cliff was really something. She was a, a big fan of, you know, to the extent my mom liked old movies and she would show me James Dean a lot. So I would see the three major James Dean movies. And of course, James Bond, because I was crazy about that. I had no problem going to like Dr. No, there's certainly certain John Wayne. My mom historically hated John Wayne. She's like, he's a bad actor. You know, he's, he tries to do his acting. He does that stupid voice. You know, that voice he does. Hey, partner, that's bad acting. That's bad acting. He doesn't do acting like my mom wanted her ideal was like an italian sweltering ethnic guy from the 70s or a pacino or a de niro like some dude who was electric and magnetic in new york and a little ethnic and and doing like you know shouting that was my mom's big thing. you got to be shouting and doing a lot of sweating and hemming and hawing and so the idea of like she wouldn't consider something like what john wayne's doing as a performance or that take into account like this the magnetism or the screen presence and his physicality none of that it was just that like he didn't do like he didn't act like sunny from dog day afternoon so it was bad acting like he was stupid he was stupid stupid but i i would watch some of those and they were cool but man a lot of that it, it was just not when i got to film well, I, I can't even call it film school. I had a film degree. It was film studies and at a not very filmish college. And we'd have to watch old movies. And I would sort of yeah, I'd be like, eh, would, they'd put them on the class. And they were, you know, it, it just wasn't, it, it, I hate to say it, it wasn't really for me. Like things before 1970 or whatever didn't entirely ring my bell. It was a weird prejudice. And But I, when you say that now to the young people, you will get eviscerated. That's one of the most verboten things you can say to film Twitter and it's because you guys are younger. You didn't grow up where you went to the video store and you had to choose between like Elm Street 3, Judd Nelson in this and, uh, 
you know, tightrope. Those, you know, that's what your choices were. Whatever had just been in the theaters with kind of American movie stars or the Brat Pack or the Spielberg and the, um, you know, whatever Jason Friday the 13th sleepaway camp. No one was going to like, you know, whatever your little video store was, Keystone Video or whatever, at, at, at 12 years old in Pit rural Pittsburgh going, hey, can you guys got any Tyrone Power movies? You, you wouldn't have even made it. The actual clerk would have kicked your ass. Not even like a bully. From, it's not like going out there with your big stack of old-timey classic Hollywood glamour and get your ass kicked by the... No, the dude would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because just nobody... I don't know. And my dad... My, my dad was not a movie guy, but a few times I was like, I'm going to watch this Citizen Kane or whatever. He would have come home, and here's the greatest movie of all time, and he would have been like, what are you watching? And I'd be like, oh, Citizen Kane, Dad, is the best movie ever made. His one joke, his go-to, is he'd go, what are you watching, Adolf Manju? And then he would just start rolling. He'd be like, is that Adolf Manju? <laughs> and, he'd, and he'd leave the room. It just was like, he wasn't having it. It was Pierre, my dad, if you were watching something that was maybe a little... Um, sophisticated a little fancy uh it was always was pierre is pierre watching his uh magnificent amberson Ooh, pierre it's magnificent ambersons pierre's gonna drink a coffee and it wasn't out of a place of like it was just like it was so not what you did in pittsburgh you didn't watch oh i'm gonna watch this screwball farce from 1941 you would have been it's just like what was that and what's weird to me is the younger generation i've noticed the last 10 years 15 and my generation, let's go back just a step, 1996, 97, the internet comes around, all these movie sites, dork sites, geek sites. I never had the computer, the internet on, on a computer till like 1998, 99, 99. And I gravitated toward just reading like the dorky sites and at the time they had like Dark Horizons and Ain't It Cool. I don't think those guys were, t I don't remember going to Ain't It Cool and getting a dissertation on, you know, all about Eve and gentlemen prefer blondes. It was definitely like a guy, a bunch of guys from my generation who grew up on dork shit. And I thought I had the, the moral high ground on them. Cause I was like, at least I was into like Serpico and French connection and, uh, you know, uh, Nashville or, uh, dog day afternoon or Barry Lyndon or whatever. These guys were all about comics. I was like, how come Harry Knowles never talks about French Connection 2 or Black Sunday? Moriarty's hot take on Altman's images. No, it was all Star Wars, geeks, comic books. We read X-Men. Like, I wasn't that dorky. I thought I was, I'm like, at least I'm cooler than those guys, more sophisticated than that. But really, they shaped all that movie coverage where there was no audience at that point. It became that... Even things that were like not even like just regular guy movies like Training Day. I remember when like Training Day or the first the first Fast and the Furious came out. That wasn't anything. There was no audience for that on uh, Ain't It Cool because that stuff was like I don't know. It was sort of big city and it was ethnic and it was you know uh, testosterone and like those guys just only cared about like Spider Man and John Carter from Mars and this super geek level X Men stuff and there wasn't you know there's something like Rosewood wasn't gonna catch on with the uh, the Ain't It Cool gang. It just had to be a certain level of geek or horror or splatterfest or a little like wacky comedy tongue in cheek sci fi or something. Um, I felt like my whole generation i'm sort of an anomaly and even liking the kind of slightly edgier 70s character movies that i do because i don't think any of those guys were like they didn't have their mom strapping them down to watch kramer versus kramer in 1980 like i had 
And then, like, sudden, so I'm on, I'm, I don't pay that much. I was out trying to be a comedian and failing at that and working a horrible job. And I sort of tuned out to the internet to, like, the late 2000s, early 2000s, like, say, maybe 10 years ago. And I was like, what, what is this? And there was, like, a new type of power nerd, the rep house nerd, the criterion nerd, the movie nerd. And I was like, this is the most unrelatable. Where did we get these 24-year-old kids doing a thesis on Myrna Loy? Like, we're we going to watch, uh, my go-to is like, we're going to watch Fan Fan La Tulip. And these guys were like 25 and collecting Criterion spines. And I was thinking like, when I was 25, didn't you just want to watch like Con Air and Bad Boys and Armageddon and, you know, Eddie Murphy and Kicking Ass and Tom Cruise and Tony Scott movies and Rennie Harlan or McTiernan? No, no. Like, what the fuck is with being 25 and watching something from 1938? Doesn't your dad make fun of you? Like, who does that? But now it's everybody, and now you're a big dumbass. If you say, like, oh, you know, oh, look at you. You were watching Lethal Weapon 2 at my age. I'm watching, uh, you know, the Oxbow. In- who the fuck's watching the Oxbow in- in a- incident before age 90? <laughs> like, you'd have to be, like, 80 years old. And I'm not, I'm not in any way saying these aren't great movies. Go to town, man. At some point, I was tired of this gap in my knowledge, and I went and got a library card, and I would go rent all these old Bogart movies, and like I said, Spencer Tracy and all these things, and I finally saw them, but I was like 40, because I just didn't get this, but it was like maybe around that time, like all these younger guys, they had the Criterion, they had the movie, and they would go to the, in in Los Angeles, they have the rep house scene, and I didn't get that at all. Every night they were talking about, we go to the new Beverly, and we watch something from 1940, I'm like, why don't you just go to the theater and watch... uh, the rock and faster that's all i'm going to see hills have eyes too and you bozos are like 23 going to watch um you know 1927 i just i can't relate to it i can't wrap my head around it i've never known in real life any guy outside of any guy i'm just saying this is a film twitter exclusive for you guys and a message board exclusive the idea that you would it's like and i'm not the movies are great. They're, they're great. I'm just they're from a different generation. It's sometimes, you know, people talk now about like, oh, they can't follow the plots and the shit. How do you follow a plot where a guy's like, hey, Jimmy, Rico, we're going to get down to the lamp. We're going to get the guys one on time. I'm like, what? Eh, was that script 500 pages long? How fast was that? <laughs> Like, you got Osgood Perkins over here beating the indoor land speed record for delivering exposition. I'm supposed to follow that. Can I get a mead so I can jot down some notes? I Sometimes I'm lost. But everyone, I think it's because I grew up very young watching movies. From six years old, I wanted to see Alien and The Fog and The Shining and The Pink Panther and Spy Who Loved Me and all this. I was movie kid from like six. But I think a lot of these guys, maybe they had a few movies. They, they didn't start their foundational movie watching until they were 18 to 22. And there's a certain science project to it. Like, oh, I got to watch an Ozu. Oh, I got to watch a Kurosawa. Oh, I need to do a deep dive into John Cassavetes. I just watched what the shit, you know, the shit that was out. I wasn't taking it as like a, a removed project. I also was watching them all, you know, viscerally, not intellectually i was i was watching them thinking i was going to be a movie star and i was going to bang the actresses someone once said something very funny about me is that he was like lex g doesn't like process movies like other people are there for like the plot the subtext the themes the style lex g is there to like imagine he's the dude shooting people and wishing that he could bang megan fox that's like that's all that's going through my brain during the movie and i know that that's a gross uh 
you know, ju- uh, juvenileization, if that's a word, of my process. But it was, to me, it was like I thought someday I was going to be, be a movie star, so I would really study the acting. So much like film theory stuff and film study stuff and film criticism, it acts like acting doesn't even exist. They're so on to the subtextual levels and the politics and this stuff and that. Nobody... You know, it's like the actors are just, you know, they're face blind to the actors. They don't keep up with, you know, I don't know. I was just a nerd. I watched comedy and variety shows and talk shows and stupid ass E channel, knowing all the lame gossip of, of Bert banging who or whatever, Bert and Lonnie, you know. Uh, I came up during that era and it's everybody now is like 25 year old. You get 25 year olds like trying to explain to me stuff that I was literally there for, but they're watching it like a nuclear scientist trying to analyze these things and I just experienced them as part of my life growing up. I'm not saying there's one way that's right or wrong. I just like, I, I can see how if you took it as like an intellectual project, like let's, let's study film. We need to see all the different guys and all this. I just, I watched what was out there, there, man. And as recently as like 10 years ago, like I said, I, I just, I never heard of this idea of a 30-year-old dude saying like, oh, I got to go see this John Ford movie from 1940. Like, it's it just, I, I don't get it. But it, it's, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just doing a riff. I'm just putting it out there, just a little goofy riff. It's making me sound like the great Nelson, it, where he doesn't watch anything older than like 19, he doesn't watch anything older than 2003. He's like, if it's too fast, too furious, it's too dated for him. It's got to start at like, you know, with dodgeball era. You know, most of you guys don't even know who I'm talking about. He's just bozo on my Twitter feed. Um, and everyone rips on him. Like, you got to watch older movies, better movies. And he says something really ridiculous. Like, they look too old. I understand. I'm not being an idiot where I don't know what they're going to look like. I understand the societal things and the, the what went on in movie history. I get it all. I get it. I get it. It's just... I know if with my magical TV now, my my uh, Fire Stick, Amazon, eighty thousand streaming services, and everyone's like, you gotta get the Criterion, uh, the Criterion uh, streaming app, Criterion. They got this and that, and it's always from like I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I can finally catch up with like Dracula two thousand. I still gravitate towards entertaining stuff from when I grew up and or from when I was coming of age or things I missed out on 15 years ago. Like you, I have all the channels in the world. I'm watching Ansel Elgord in the new billionaire boys club the other night. It's like, Ooh, Emma Roberts is in this one. I don't have time for Rita Hayworth. I got Emma Roberts. I don't need, uh, you know, John Gilbert. I've got, uh, I've got Taryn Edgerton, man. I don't know. I don't, you could shoot me for this one. I just, there's no point. This one isn't even funny or it's not. All this one is serving to do is like get the guys in my feed just like wanting to throttle me and they'll never want to listen to anything I say ever again because it makes you, it's, it's, you're a Philistine. You're a Philistine if you're not watching the Criterion and going to the rep house, the arrow, we're going to the arrow. Ooh, John Landis is going to tell us about the history of, uh, you know, uh, great uh my darling clementine which he pulled focus on a decade before he was born some guy last week was like i i always heard that how green was my valley was you know a disgrace for uh winning citizen kane's best picture but it's like i finally saw it and oh my god is it the best movie ever made and i'm like why don't you try going to a club or getting laid man <laughs> how old you're 30 years old watching how green is was my valley you know, watch, uh, you know, Only Angels Have Wings, a big Friday night. What is with you guys? 
Who does, do regular people do, I don't know, do regular people do this? I watch Big Brother. Do you guys watch like reality shows like Temptation Island and Big Brother and uh, Paradise Hotel? Or they, don't, does, the, does the standard dumbass not still exist who's like an Instagram bozo just trying to get laid and saying things like, oh, I'm going to pipe down Caitlyn tonight on Big Brother. I'm going to pipe her, I'm going to pipe her down. Is the piper down guy watching Oxbow Incident? No, who are you guys? I like. I have to think in my head that all these um, sort of, I hate to use the you know hacky MRA buzzwords like beta or something, but these sort of pushover kind of like um, decidedly not overtly toxically masculine guys who just try to. I just I eh, eh, eh. like. Don't you want to watch movies where you want to bang the actress? Margot Robbie's hot. I want to watch that. You gotta act like some hen from no. Oh, it's Joan Crawford. You tell your dad you're watching Joan Crawford. Hey, dad, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> watch it all about Eve. Hey, dad, I'm gonna watch. I just. Eh, I'm gonna watch it. It, it happened one night tonight. A little Clark. We're still in for a little Clark Gable. I, if I told my dad that, he would have sent me to football camp, and he would have been well within his rights. I just never knew anybody who was like that. But then again, I never knew anybody who was into movies. Or if I tried to, they would act like, get away from me. You know, ah, movie people are weird. They're impossible to talk to. They're impossible to talk to. So maybe it's for the best. You know, and I can see why those bonds are so tight amongst those kind of guys on Twitter. Like my big joke historically is like all the film Twitter twee guys, they act like they served in Nam together and, you know, they rescued each other at Quezon or something. There's this bond because it's like, where the hell have you ever known people who would go to see a 1935 movie in a rep house? In, you have all of Los Angeles. You have all of Los Angeles to live like like less than zero and be debauched and go to clubs and do coke and listen to hip music and stay out till four in the morning and be up in the Neil Macaulay view of the hills and everything and of the city and party every night and do the and no we're going to the rep house why like why would you move here you could stay home and watch am well not amc anyway tc you could stay home and watch tcm they got cuddles to call 24 7 you're in los angeles part of being like the pact of los angeles is you come here to drink and party and fuck and do coke and be a rock star and be a rebel and be awesome and be out on the strip every night at two three in the morning going to clubs and banging 85 chicks and your life should be like the kip pardue segment of rules of attraction why the hell would you come to los angeles just to be a dork going to watch an old movie get the fuck out of my city then you know it's like why you're insulting me it's like because i came here to do all that shit i wanted to be axel rose and bang a different girl every day and fuck models and do cocaine and be wasted every day of my life while just making endless amounts of money and celebrity and worshipful adoration and you guys are in los angeles like on a technicality to go to old movies it's i take it as an affront if you live here you should be partying you should be out being Vince Neil, you should be on the Sunset Strip, and you're watching the Oxbow Incident. Just me. I, I guess I had a different idea of what a movie nerd. I thought movie nerds were party guys. I thought movie nerds was like you. You know, we watch all these movies as bullshit. You're doing it as an excuse to get to Los Angeles to write screenplays to make a lot of money to get models. Isn't your whole life about getting models and banging hot chicks? Wasn't that supposed to be it? Wasn't that the American dream? You come here and you make so much money and, you know, you were a nerd where you came from, but here you're cool. You're on a movie set. It's glamorous. There's babes. There's boats. 
It's sunset, and you've got the beautiful sunset, and we're all sitting around watching old-ass movies. Movies and movie guys are, we should all be taken out and just fucking, just, <laughs> just I don't say shot, but just put in some, just, just, just sent to some island. You know, we shouldn't be wasting a cool city like L.A. if you're in L.A., if you're not, maybe I'm not, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking to you, too. Don't watch old movies if you're 30. You can watch old movies when you're 70. And then every movie will be old. You know? Like, you're 30. You're 30. You should watch movies for 30-year-olds. I don't know. Go watch some shit with Jim Sturges and Amber Heard or something. Be cool. Live like a pro, like an all-star, man. You think Vince Neal, when he was, like, banging his way up the Sunset Strip, was watching... My darling Clementine, you think you would ever watch the Tommy Lee's like, hey, dude, what are we watching tonight? What? Shut up. Shut up, Tommy. Me and Nikki, we're, we're doing rails and we're going to fucking watch Oxbow Incident. They'd be like, he'd be like, get the fuck out. What is that? All right. <laughs> All right. Today's podcast was for comedic purposes only i have to do disclaimers now um in part because i don't want to get shot by anybody on film twitter because this will be one there'll be a bunch of lowercase guys you know they're on movie they're 26 years old and they're gonna be like lex g is a philistine Uh, he's sexist and racist and uh, homophobic and misogynist because he doesn't like his old movies dude go watch your old fucking movies go be old See, see when you're four, the thing is you're 26. So you want to explore and see all the angles and see what old timey history was like. Come to me when you're 48 and things aren't working and you're fat and your hair's falling out and you would kill to be 26 and be out at clubs and bars and banging. And instead you're rotting away at a job you hate. And all you got in your life is movies. You have your, the, 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 the privilege of youth, and most of you guys are rich as hell. You got trust funds and shit and 85 PhDs. Use it to start a rock band, man. Go to comedy store and do some comedy. Get groupies. Bud. Hey, bud. Go be cool. Don't you guys want to be cool? My whole thing, my whole life was like, I want to be cool. I want to be one of the cool guys. I want to be Bruce Willis. I want to be Don Johnson. I want to be Kurt Russell. I want to be Dennis Quaid. I want to be cool. I want to be C. Thomas Howell in The Hitcher. Cool, looking cool. Wolfgar, Nighthawks. He's cool, man. He's cool. This, this, this guy's really cool. I didn't think like some dude in 1940 was cool. What, what are you doing in 1940? Going to a job? Hey, look, it's uh, um, His Girl Friday. You got to be a dork and hang out with a fucking Catherine Hepburn knocking over a dinosaur until you want to shoot her with a bazooka. You want to blow her away like uh, Death Wish 3 Bronson taking out Gavin O'Herlihy. She's so fucking annoying. If you guys like that, you guys want old grandma crud grandma movies and old black and white. Go be old, man. Just switch. Do it like father, like son with me. You know, let me be... uh, do a little uh, 18 again. I want to be 18. Consider me George Burns and your Charlie Schlatter. Give me your body so I can go back. Instead, you're watching movies. So movies, that's why, that is why I'm ambivalent about movies. That's why they're embarrassing. Because they've gotten me nowhere and nothing. And if I had it all to do over again, I'd be a sports guy. I'd never watch any goddamn movies. And I'd have a house and a boat and a car. And a wife and 85 kids and a mistress and my name on a company and a legacy. Instead, 
I was watching movies. Stop watching movies. They're, they're embarrassing. Their movies are embarrassing. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that uplifting message, a little message of positivity and good cheer. I hope you had a good time. You probably didn't. hope you enjoyed me yelling at you and browbeating you. And now you can go on lowercase film Twitter and say how I'm the old man. You notice, by the way, these started out super positive. And people are like, man, this Lex G is really, he's nice and normal. He's like your nicest friend. He's a good, solid dude. And it's just become me yelling at you that you don't want to be Motley Crue. Because I'm fucking 40 years past my sell-by date. All right, guys. Have a nice day. Hey. I had a good time with this one. You probably hated it. Anyway, um, if you liked it, let me know. If you didn't, uh, leave me the hell alone. All right. Hey, have a nice day. Bye.